Glory in the Lord. If we have something good, where does it come from? The Lord, God. If we do something bad, where does that come from? From us. I could end my homily right now, actually. So, uh. <laughs> but Jesus makes this contrast today to help illustrate this point between the Pharisee and the tax collector. Now, at the time, on the outside, the Pharisee is the one who, you know, you could say, shows up to church looking nice, that, that he does all the right things, it seems. Like he's doing what the law asked. I'm doing what God asked me to do. I'm not doing anything wrong. And then there's this tax collector who makes his living. Well, first of all, he's a tax collector. Enough said, right? You know, like, but he makes his money by just kind of charging a little bit more for himself. And so he's the guy, people... He walks into the room and people sneak out the back door kind of thing, right? Like people don't like what he does. He's not received well. And, and the Pharisee, like he's, he's actually doing good things. Like he's not greedy, dishonest, adulterous. He fasts twice a week and pay tithes. Like he's, he's actually doing some great things. But the, where's the problem? The problem is where is he focused? <coughs> Where does he find his glory? He's focusing on himself. And so Jesus, even this whole passage begins with, Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness. Look at how I'm right. And and we can all fall into that, right? Where we find um, ourselves, whenever we get defensive, Whatever the situation, we're usually trying to articulate why I'm right. And so that, that's even a little indicator for ourselves if, of how we can fall into it and how we can be more aware of it. If I find myself getting defensive, I'm trying to advocate for my own righteousness. Like, no, no, I, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not like everybody else. And it's interesting that the Pharisee, it says... When he prays, it says, he spoke this prayer to himself. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, I mean, I don't know. this is weird. You know, like, he's, he's talking to, he's, who's he talking to? He's talking to himself. I, I was talking to somebody recently, and um, they were telling me all about how great they are. And, and on one hand, I'm like, you know, I mean, sure, everything you're saying is probably, could be accurate, I was like, but who are you trying to convince right now? And so what happens is, what's at at work here is pride. Pride says it's all about me. And and Jesus is saying, it's, it's not about you. It's not about what you've done or haven't done. It's not about how many good things you've done for God. But there's something actually more important than even, even your own sinfulness. There's something more important than our sinfulness. And it has to do with our posture before God. Am I saying it's all about God? Or am I implicitly kind of saying it's, 
it's, it's all about me, God. And so I, as I share this, uh, I struggle with this myself. Um, we had some religious sisters come up this weekend to help with our retreat, um, which went very well, so thank you for your prayers. They, and uh, I was having lunch with a couple sisters, and they, and they brought, I don't know how this came up. I brought it up. That's how it came up. So, <laughs> and somehow, I don't know why, but we were talking about, I found a way to bring up my Halloween costume from like two years ago. And I'm like, and let me show you a picture. Let me show you a video about my Halloween costume. And, and it's like, why am I doing that? I, yeah, I was trying to bring some joy, you know, and, and share a little bit about myself. And, but then later that day, one of the sisters, we were, uh, some, some guys were here, as, as we like to see, playing basketball. And, and I look at the sister and I was like, hey, you think we could take them? And the sister says, Let's do it. I was like, oh. <laughs> so we play basketball, and, and, and like afterwards, I found myself talking about, like, hey, that was really cool. Did you see when I did that thing? It's like self-promotion. Now, th there could be good things, and humility, what is, if, if pride is making it all about myself, it's a, about puffing myself up. Humility is, is not necessarily not making it about me. Well, it is. That's the point of my homily, that it's about the Lord. But, but humility is also acknowledging what is. So if you, if you sing and you do a good job and someone says, hey, you did a great job singing, the response is, thank you. It's not, well, I missed two notes. and uh, It's like, I, don't, I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. I, didn't, I don't notice that. But the humility is just to say, to acknowledge, you know, I am a pretty good singer, but I'm still striving to get better. Like, I, I, I am a decent basketball player, and I want to get better at getting other people involved in the game, you know? Um, that kind of stuff. So you can, you can acknowledge what is, but am I glorying in myself, or am I glorying in God to say, God, I'm just so thankful to be able to play basketball. I thank, you, I thank God for how he made me with my creativity that, that comes out in certain ways. And so there's ways to, anyways, we can, we can, we can be honest and real about ourselves, and give the glory to God. So, humility, once again, humility is about... Well, so brokenness, when I make it about myself, and we all can kind of recognize, we can kind of spot it when it happens around us, like, oh, thanks for telling me all about yourself, you know, like... And, and there's a little, maybe even a little narcissism with the pride that I recognize that actually comes from brokenness. Like, my own need... My desire for affirmation from other people actually comes from brokenness. And so the narcissistic person, the prideful person, that's really unpleasant to be around, right? That I can recognize that's actually their brokenness seeking love and affirmation from other people. And so I can actually have a little more patience with that. Like, I see it for what it is. But, but do I see it within me for what it is? Do I, do I recognize that it's my own brokenness that's coming out? And am I willing to do something with it? So let me ask you this. Is it okay to feel or be broken? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That because of original sin, every one of us experiences brokenness. I, my intellect is darkened. My, my ability to choose what is good is weak. I see the good and I don't do it. My, my passions are disordered. We all experience it. God knows that. The question is, do, do I know that? 
am I willing to acknowledge it? That trying to, perf- trying to pretend that I'm not broken is just not helpful. And what's beautiful about our God and our readings share with us today, that God, God hears the cry of the brokenhearted. God cares for the weak, the poor, the crushed. That every one of us, in some way, we, we're in need of a Savior. But our, our psalm today, Psalm 34, reminds us that even though we're broken and weak and sinful, no one incurs guilt who takes refuge in him. No one incurs guilt who takes refuge in him. That yes, I'm guilty, but my safety comes from taking refuge in him. Not taking refuge in how good I am and what I've done, but I take my refuge in him. There's a topic that's related to this that I'm going to bring up because maybe it's helpful for you. I think we all struggle with this a little bit in some ways, but some people or above average, we'll just say. Um, and the, uh, the, the topic is scrupulosity. You ever heard, the, you know the term scrupulous? Scrupulous means that you're attentive to detail, which is actually really helpful in some ways when you're doing something with precision, like we all need you to be, you know, the doctor, I hope you're precise, you know? Um, but, but where it's not helpful is when we look at ourselves and we see sin, where, there, where it's not. That, that I, I become so consumed with that, that comment I made or that, you know, that feeling I had. I felt lustful in that moment or I, I think I might have been uncharitable. And so we, we become so fixated on it and, and we, think, we think we're being pious. Like I'm acknowledging how big a sinner I am, right? Like look at how bad I am. But who are we looking at? Who are we focusing on but ourself? And, and I feel like, well, I, the problem is I just need to be better, and, and, then, and then I'll be better. And, then, and so we're, we're, the focus is it's on ourself. But, but look what the tax collector says, that he takes his awareness of his sinfulness, and he turns to God. Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That he recognizes his sinfulness, but he doesn't focus on it. Instead... He focuses, oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That he, he focuses on God and God's mercy. And so the saints held those two things in the healthy tension. Because sometimes we get like, no, no, I'm, I'm very aware of my sinfulness. That's how I'm growing in holiness. I was like, yeah, the saints were aware of their sinfulness, but they were aware of God's greater love and mercy in the face of that. Does that make sense? And so the, the, the sinner, the saint, is the one who glories in the Lord's mercy for his sinfulness, the Lord's patience for his sinfulness. That God is the one who's, who's there holding the door open to the, his heart of mercy and waiting for us to come to bring to him our sinfulness. That all we have to do is ask. That, that rather than despairing, we can actually come and depend on the Lord. It's not about despair, it's about dependence. I, one, of my, one of the spiritual directors I've had, he was a, he's a formator in the seminary, and so he works with men trying to help form them to become holy, happy, effective priests. And here's what he says. He says, 
he told me, he said, every guy who goes to seminary has problems. <laughs> I mean, you could, say, you could say every Catholic, every human, every person has problems. And priests are no different. Well, priests' problems are usually on display for everyone to see. But anyways, so the, the issue is, here's a guy who's going to seminary who has problems. Does he know that he has problems? Is he aware that he has problems? And two, is he working on his problems? That's like going to a counselor, working with mentors. But three, and most importantly, is he working with God on his problems? So does he know he has problems? Is he working on his problems? And is he working with God on his problems? Is, does, he, does he recognize that God is bigger than any problem he has or I have? That that's where I, I take refuge. I take refuge in God and his love and mercy rather than in my own goodness and look at what I'm doing. And so it becomes an opportunity to praise God. Like, as we become aware of our issues, if, if you don't know what they are, just ask the people you live with. Um, and as I become aware of my problems, first, I can rejoice in that. I can glory in that because awareness, I believe, is always a grace. The fact that I see something, it's like, wow, I can see it. And now the question is, what do I do with it? And I can just sit there and beat myself up, not helpful. I can beat myself up for not being better, that's pride. Like, I'm supposed to be perfect, and I'm not. But I, instead, I can, take, I can take that problem, that issue, and I can go seek refuge. I can see, seek help in the one who has nothing but mercy and patience and love for me. The one who knows me better than I know myself and loves me unconditionally. The one whose arms are open, just waiting to offer me healing and affirmation. The one who who knows my goodness and wants to remind me of it. And so as I sit here and I, and I see my goodness, which there's a lot in all of us, that gives us an opportunity to glory in the Lord. But I think even more important today, that any, any brokenness I have, any weakness, any sin, it actually gives me a greater opportunity to glory in the Lord's patience, mercy, and love that he has for me. The love of our God who never gives up on us.